0: Barnabas would do that until we understood why it was that it was under his spiritual leadership that Christians were first called Christians. Because under his leadership, those Christians would just go out into Antioch and they wouldn't quit talking about Jesus. So the world first called called us Christians there in Antioch. Christ's both with and without the apostrophe, Christ's. The sermon that you're about to hear is from Pastor Paul Borman at Hope Lutheran Church, located in Tigard, Oregon. For more information and for more content, go to hopeintigard.com. Our reading for this morning is going to come from the book of Acts chapter 11. We're going to get a snapshot of a man named Barnabas, someone you've maybe heard of, but maybe you've never had the chance to get to know him. Uh, That's a little bit of our goal this morning. I want you to meet Barnabas. I want you to get to know him, and I want you to be encouraged by him. We'll read from Acts chapter 11, verses 19 through 26. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. This is God's word. I'm going to play the hypothetical game with you this morning a little bit. What if there were no Barnabas? If there were no Barnabas, then there would be no Antioch church. And if there were no Antioch church, then there would be no missionary journeys. And if there were no missionary journeys, then there would be no mass conversion of the Gentiles in the first and second century. And if there were no mass conversion of the Gentiles in the first and second century, then there would be, perhaps, no Christianity for you and for me today. That's just one of the ways that we can pull on the strings of history to start to see the centrality of this man named Barnabas. We can do it in another way as well. We can pull on the strings of history this way. If there were no Barnabas, then there would be no Apostle Paul. And if there were no Apostle Paul, then perhaps there would be no missionary journeys. And if there were no missionary journeys, there would be no Church of Ephesus, there would be no Church of Ephesians, of Colossae, and there would be no letter to the Church of the Romans, to the Church of the Ephesians, of the Philippians, and there would be no Most of the New Testament. And if there was no, most of the New Testament, then there perhaps would be no Christianity for you and for me today. I told you to, I wanted you to meet Barnabas today, this this man that perhaps you've never gotten to know before. I want you to meet him, I want you to get to know him, I want you to be encouraged by him, meet him today. Barnabas was a Jewish Christian. He was a Levite, and he was devout to the Word of God. He'd studied his Bible his whole life. He knew that a Messiah was coming, and when he saw Jesus, he knew that this one was the Messiah. And when he saw Jesus' church starting in Jerusalem, he knew this is the time for the Word to take root in people's hearts. Did you know this about Barnabas? That Barnabas wasn't the name that he grew up with? He was given this name, Barnabas, by the leaders of the church. We get a little bit of the detail of how this went down. I imagine it was something like this that Peter, the head of the church in Jerusalem, stood up and he made this declaration. He said, No one among us is going to go hungry. Jesus fed the hungry, and so we are going to feed the hungry. And Barnabas said in his heart, Amen. And he was land rich, but cash poor. And so he went and he sold his land and dropped the money down at the feet of the apostles. And the apostles saw Barnabas, and they saw what he had done, and they were so encouraged that they said, You know what? Your name is not going to be Joseph anymore. We look at you and we think that if encouragement had a baby, it would be you. We're going to call you the son of encouragement. We're going to call you Barnabas from now on. I want you to meet Barnabas today, this man who earned the name the son of encouragement. We get a few different snapshots of what, he, what his role was in the Christian church. The first snapshot that we get from Luke in the book of Acts comes before our text for today. It has to do with Saul, the great persecutor of the Christians. Saul was convinced that Christianity was a perversion and a distortion of Judaism and was taking every opportunity to stamp it out. He was killing Christians, imprisoning Christians, ripping babies out of mothers' arms, and he was directly responsible for the death of Stephen. Stephen, who had tried to tell the Jewish people there in Jerusalem that they had it backwards. And the Jewish people there, who were so upset with Stephen that they picked up stones and threw the stones at Stephen's body until he was dead, and and, and Saul was there. He was by the coats, not because he was nervous, not because he was a coat check boy, but because he was the field commander of the whole operation. Saul was persecuting Christians. And Jesus could not have that for his church. And so Jesus did what Jesus does, and he converted his enemy. He converted Saul on the road to Damascus Saul became Paul Saul became a Christian But he didn't immediately become the apostle Paul He wasn't accepted into the Jewish or the Jewish Christian church there in Jerusalem immediately There were many there who had only seen him as this great persecutor and they didn't trust him. They saw him coming into the church and they were convinced, perhaps, that that Paul was just going to come into their church and tear it apart from the inside. And so Paul actually had to escape from the city being lowered out of the wall in a basket. And he disappeared off the map until Barnabas went and got him from wherever he was. Barnabas went out and got him, brought him to Antioch. They encouraged that church together and that church exploded. And that church actually was the first church in history to send out missionaries. That's Barnabas. That's the first scene where we get introduced to him. The second scene where we get to know him, the second snapshot was from our text for today. It also has to do with the great persecution of Christians. See, when when there were people being persecuted, when they saw that Stephen had been stoned to death, Jewish Christians went all over the Greco-Roman world and they brought God's word with them. It was like a dandelion with its seeds being blown out by the wind. They were sharing with other Jewish Christians all about Jesus and what he had done. But we also see in our text for today that for the first time in history, God's word was shared with Gentiles. Men from Cyprus and Cyrene were sharing God's word. As a byproduct of of the persecution, Gentiles are hearing about Jesus and it's going like wildfire. I want you to understand something about this. Maybe it'll be helpful if you put yourself in the shoes of the leaders of the church of Jesus there in Jerusalem they had been entrusted with caring for the church they had been entrusting with entrusted with keeping its teachings pure and they were watching this church grow like wildfire and they were seeing something new in Antioch and they hadn't seen it for with their own eyes and so you can imagine what they were thinking is this true Christianity here is their teaching right and pure They had to find that out and they knew that this was going to be a pivotal moment for the entire history of the church. This was a tender moment in church history. They knew that if they came into Antioch and they came in too hard that they would risk squelching the gospel. And they knew that if they came in there just right and found out that what was being taught there was right and true and if they could just blow on that little spark and fan it into flame that the church could just keep on growing and growing and growing. They knew how important this was and so they knew they had to send in the right guy and and so they sent in Barnabas. It had to be Barnabas. Barnabas. The son of encouragement. And I've told you already, the church that he encouraged there in Antioch, it just grew like wildfire. I want you to meet Barnabas today. I want you to get to know Barnabas today. I want you to be encouraged by him now. Three things that Barnabas will encourage us to do today. The first one is that Barnabas will encourage us to see the hand of God at work in his church. Because God is at work in his church and Barnabas encourages us to see that for ourselves. One of the things that I get to do as a pastor, one of the privileges that I have is that I get to speak to you. Like I'm doing right now in a sermon kind of context or like I get to do in a Bible study context or like I get to do when I'm visiting visiting with you one-on-one. The other thing that I get to do as a pastor that is an enormous privilege is I get to sit and I get to listen deeply to you. One of the things that I hear a lot is something like this, Pastor, I have never seen the world like this. I've never seen things like this before, and I'm not sure how I'm supposed to feel about this, Pastor. And when I hear that, I nod. I hear people tell me, Pastor, I've never seen the world like this. It makes me scared. It makes me uncomfortable. And I nod, and then, and then I tell them this, or I will tell them this. You know who has seen a world like this before? Barnabas. Barnabas went down into a completely otherworldly situation for him. He went into a city where there were just about a bazillion different ideas of what religion is and what religion can be. And there are about a bazillion different ways that people go about ascertaining truth And he went into a city that was hostile to God and he went into a city that had everything it needed to be happy outside of God. But he didn't go into that church and start moaning and condemning everything. He went into that church and he encouraged. He just went in there and said, wow, what I'm seeing here can only be the result of the grace of God. I don't think our English translation does it justice. The the word that our English translation gave us today, it said that Barnabas was glad. Barnabas had a lot more emotion than that. The Greek tells us that he rejoiced. He went into that church and he just said, Wow! Wow! I am so thankful for what God is doing here. He went in there and he was the son of encouragement. And I think he has that same encouragement for a church like us today. One of the things that I think has been most difficult for us recently as Christians in this world is that we are feeling the tides of change happening spiritually in this country, and especially here in Portland. The world is changing around us. The tectonic plates of spirituality are shifting under our feet, and man, is it scary to live in an earthquake. And so I wonder sometimes, what would Barnabas say if he came into a church like Hope Lutheran Church? in this infant stage of this church in this place called Tigard, Oregon. I I think that what Barnabas would do is he'd walk in the side here, he'd take a look, he'd see two groups that have traveled across the country to spread God's word and he'd see a group of people who are on Zoom because they can't, they just can't stay away from God's word even though they're sick. And I think he'd just say, wow, I look at this church here in Tigard, Oregon and I just want to say the result that I'm seeing here is nothing less than the grace of God. I think that's what Barnabas would say. I think he'd keep going. I think he'd say, Church, I want you to be encouraged. Church, remember this. That light shines brightest in the darkness Church, I want you to know that you are in the right place at the right time to share God's word with the community that needs it desperately. Church, be encouraged because God is at work here. Barnabas helps us to see God's hand at work in the church. That's the first way I want you to be encouraged. The second way I want you to be encouraged by Barnabas is I want you to let him help you see each other. It's another thing that Barnabas does amazingly well and I think is really valuable for us to practice and start doing amazingly well. There's a phrase in our text for today that when I read it, I stop and I'm moved. It's just this tiny little phrase. You can hop right over it. It says that Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. Barnabas went to look for the Apostle Paul. Paul had been run out of the Jerusalem church by those who had been plotting to kill him, and so he fled to Tarsus. And after he went to Tarsus, no one knows where he went. He went off the grid. He, no one knew where he was. No one knew where he was at spiritually. Spiritually. And so Barnabas, he goes and gets Paul. And he brings him back down to Antioch. And there, they together encourage the church for a year. And the result of that year of encouragement is that that church in Antioch sends Paul and Barnabas out on missionary journeys. Because they want the rest of the world to know what they know. And by the way, Paul and Barnabas, they bring along a guy named John Mark. And even though John Mark gets cold feet for some reason in the midst of the first missionary journey, and even though Paul and Barnabas split up because of him, Barnabas sticks with John Mark and encourages him. And you know what the result of John Mark's life is? He wrote a gospel. He wrote the gospel Of Mark. This is why I want you to meet Barnabas today. I want you to get to know him. I want you to be encouraged by him. I want you to let him encourage you to see each other, to see those John Marks, to see those Apostle Pauls that need you to go out for them and find them and stick up for them and stick with them. I want to propose this to you. I don't think the church necessarily needs more Pauls. Do you know what I think the church needs a whole church full of? Barnabases. A whole bunch of them. Because there are a lot of people in the church that have gone missing these days. I think you can recognize us across the country. And I I am talking about the church in the big picture Where are they and and what happened to them, maybe we don't know. Just like we didn't know where the Apostle Paul was, but we do know Barnabas. How he just went after Paul. He just went. (laughs) And I think that's a good practice for us to do right now. I think it's really good for us. You know, I'm not a prophet, And so I'm really hesitant about saying this, and I could be wrong, but I do think that in this culture and in this place, it is going to become more and more difficult to be a Christian. And I think that's becoming scary. And so there are probably going to be some John Marks who become full of fear and drop away. And we're going to need to be Barnabases. We're going to need to go after them. Barnabas helps us to see those people. Here's your last encouragement for today. Barnabas helps you to see Jesus. The apostles called Barnabas the son of encouragement. In Greek, that's parakaleo. It means to call alongside. Barnabas is never a person who would put himself over you. He was always a person who was going to come alongside you. This is important. It helps us to see that Barnabas works a little bit differently. He would never put himself over people, he will only ever come alongside you in encouragement. In fact, the only thing that Barnabas would ever hold up over you is the cross of Jesus Christ. He'd say, Look, this is what Jesus did for you. Look, church, be encouraged. God has kept every single one of His promise to you in Jesus Christ. Don't get me started, church. If I got started on all these prophecies from the Old Testament, all the things that God has promised for you, it would take me a whole year to get through them. Don't get me started, church. Barnabas would do that until we understood why it was that it was under his spiritual leadership that Christians were first called Christians. Because under his leadership, those Christians would just go out into Antioch and they wouldn't quit talking about Jesus. So the world first called us Christians there in Antioch. Christ's. Both with and without the apostrophe. Christ's. Church, in a time of massive cultural change, will Christ be your rock? Yes, he will. Church, if Barnabas were here today, he'd say this. Remain true to the Lord with all your hearts, even as the Lord will remain true to you with all of his. Be encouraged today. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for raising up people like Barnabas. Thank you for sending Barnabas into the life of Paul, and thank you for sending Barnabas into Antioch. Thank you for sending the Barnabases into our midst. And Lord, raise up Barnabases in your church. May it be us. Through Jesus, I pray. Amen.